And that hobo with his Southern Twain show is back on the mic. The man with the million dollar voice is coming to you something like live out of San Antonio. The 210. Of course, I'm the fucking host, Joe Madness. The show today is brought to you by nobody because I ain't got no fucking sponsors yet. <laughs> Breaking news, though. Now you can become a sponsor. So head over now to the podcast details page where you will find links to the Facebook, the Instagram, and the newly formed Patreon page. So help support your local podcaster. Give me a dollar, $20, hell, get crazy with it. Give me $100 a month. Every little bit helps. Give me as little for however long you like. No obligations. <laughs> so, help a, help a motherfucker out by keeping the lights on, paying the bills. Hell, if I pump an episode out a week. These episodes alone, in my opinion, are at least worth a million dollars a piece. So, do your part by giving at least a buck. That's all I'm asking, man. How so much stuff I got cooking right now in the works. Got the website, merch ideas. So, you can get yourself some of that hobo swag. We got the YouTube hobo channel. Get yourself watching them hobo videos. <laughs> you know, I'm even working on my stand-up comedy set. It's gonna go something like, can I give you a little preview? So my hog of a roommate, I think, I think she's jobless right now. So I'm about to hit up Peppa Pig. And see if they're hiring, you know? <laughs> Give a hog a job. That's all I'm saying, right? Hell, you gotta be some kind of comical genius to make people in the shitty tone laugh. People around this motherfucker act like they had a fucking funeral all day. All day. So, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really tough, but I feel like if you can make it here, it'll be easier when you get to other places, you know? I feel like in Dallas, I feel like in uh, Arizona, Cali, Mexico, Anywhere, but fucking San Antonio, I'm like an 8, maybe even a 12 out of 10 on the funny meter. But ever since I got here, though, oh my gosh, it's like fucking pulling teeth. I don't know what it is about these people here. You know, every circle, you know, social circle I've been a part of. Like, hell, I, I could just be myself and 
People think I'm a funny ass motherfucker, but this place, I don't know what it is. It's it's a killer, man. It is. It's it's a killer. If you think you funny, you don't come out crying. <laughs> if if you come down to San Antonio cuz you sound about these people here. It's like there's no funny juice in the water or something. I don't know. But that's pretty much more or less the plan though. Um work on a comedy set hit up one of these uh these clubs here and see what happens roll the fucking dice there's something uh beautiful about about stand-up comedy if you get up there give it everything you got you know that takes a lot of balls like people don't even they don't even think about that you know what i mean for you to get up there in front of a crowd of folks you never even met before, entertain them, make them fucking laugh, have them go home and fuck the shit out of their wives, their, their dudes, because you fucking made them laugh and feel some type of way. That's a beautiful thing, people. You know what I mean? So, you know, worst case scenario, um, I bomb, nobody fucking laughs, and everybody angry at me, cause, <laughs> cause they don't think I'm funny, you know, think best case scenario, um, some people laugh, everybody laughs, and I keep coming back, right, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't I don't have any expectations coming into it, you know, going into it, but um I think it's got to be a humbling experience though for sure if if I get up there and I get bombed out the fucking building. I mean, hell, anybody can sit there and picture like yourself succeeding at something, but I mean, if you can't handle rejection, how you gonna handle succeeding? Rejection is a big part of life. I think once you get the rejection part now, being successful has got to come easier, you know? Because once once you succeed, shit, you already you already got this, you know? Because hell, you've already been rejected. You've already been at the bottom of the fucking barrel, you know? So gotta be a piece of cake right once you make it uh and before i forget i also want to just take a moment to thank you guys the lady folk the gents the listeners out there for for showing me the love on this show it means a lot. This is something I've I've been wanting to do for a long time. You know, I've been working on this on this show week in week out. You know, and it's been steadily growing. You know, I'm still amazed, shocked, even look down and see how many people are actually listening on every episode. This thing's steadily taking off, and it's. It's all you guys, you know, you guys out there appreciate what I'm doing. 
you know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm here just running my mouth, basically, talking a whole lot of shit, <laughs> you know, just, just doing my thing, you know, and, um, I just want to say thank you, so, also, if you guys have, have some time, you guys can write a review on the platform you're listening on, such as iTunes, you can head over to iTunes, there's a podcast section, type in Hobo210, write a positive review, <laughs> you know, even on the Anchor app, if you're listening on there, you know, go and favorite, favorite the show, there's a clap button on there, so if you hear something you like, of course, everything I say, you love it, right, so just clap the fuck out of it, right, just use that clap button, people. That's all I'm saying. And um, what, what else did I want to say? Um, you know, also on the podcast details page, there's my email. So if you guys have any questions, you guys have some feedback or you guys just want to, you know, send a shout out my way, go and shoot me that email. Hubbo210 at AOL.com. And yes, AOL is still a business. <laughs> so uh what what else? What else? What else? Uh I feel like I'm forgetting something. Yeah, so basically on any platform you guys are listening on, you know, show me some love. Um it really means a lot if you guys write a review, you know, a positive review. You know, it helps out with the stats and and whatnot. So Yep. Do that, please. Of course, this is Joe Madness with the hottest podcast on the planet. Now let's kick this shit off. gotta love Melanie Martinez such a beautiful voice I love that song Mad Hatter (laughs) so if you listen to the whole segment the last one the previous one the proof is there that I do not edit this show I've heard it many a times bullshit like how do you keep it going and not edit it, right? Well, there you go. He caught a little bit. Now, sometimes I do pause it to get some water, or get another monster, or take a piss or something. But other than that, just straight talk, man. That's how I roll. So I thought it was paused. There you go. You got some proof now. So going off last week's episode, talking about how. The world may or may not be flat or round. We're talking about megascopes. You know, I call them megascopes, but you know the big ass telescopes? How nobody has access to these motherfuckers, you know? Like the Vatican, they got that Lucifer scope. Um, You know, the world's got, I don't even know how many they got, but they got a 
They got quite a few of these big old megascopes. And only a few people, few select people on the planet can actually use them. Then you got the satellites. They supposedly take images of, um, of Earth and whatnot. So, what do we common folks do, you know? Somebody suggested uh, the planetarium. Now it's like, get the fuck out of here. I remember going to the planetarium when I was a kid. I don't remember no megascope being there. It felt like that little, um, that little fucking toy that your parents buy you. You put up to your eyeballs. Um, it's red. It's got these little flat discs with pictures on them. And then when you get ready to see the uh, the next picture, you hit the little lever on the side. You know what I'm talking about? That's what planetarium feels like to me. So uh, it was more like a theatrical show. I didn't really feel like any of it was real, but that's why I got the idea of the FundMe account. Now, if you don't know about FundMe, you got an idea, you got a fucking um, an invention, a scheme you're trying to implement, but you ain't got the funds. You start one of these fucking FundMe accounts. So the idea that I had come up with so all the common folk can fucking, you know, get a first-hand experience on whether or not any of the shit that we're getting told, we're getting fed by the media. Ever since we were kids, we're getting told about the solar system, all these ho-ass planets that nobody ever seen, the fucking moon, all this shit, right? Nobody knows if it's real. Like, you guys sit there at home and you think, hey, it's got to be real. We've been told this shit since we were little. Blah, blah, blah. Well, open your fucking eyes. Nobody knows if it's real. So, the plan I got, start a fund me account. We're going we're gonna to fucking save some money. We're going to get money from everybody and... Raise up the money to buy one of these ho-ass megascopes, one of these satellites. Everybody that contributes gets access to this megascope or satellite. Or maybe even both. I don't even know how much money we can get, but we get enough for both. Fuck it. You know, let's do this. So once this gets started, everybody spreads the word about these uh, this megascope satellite purchases. And once we're able to buy them, shit, man, everybody contributed get a- gets access to these these devices, these uh, this equipment, you know. And then um, just kind of kind of get the upkeep costs, you know, at a minimum for the people that did not contribute for whatever reason. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you? It's a fucking awesome idea. <laughs> uh. They can they can get some kind of um, they can pay some kind of monthly fee or something you know, kind of like a subscription or whatever. So this is basically like hey, you get access to this this badass equipment, so you can see firsthand for yourself that this stuff that they're feeding us is real or is not real. You know, put it into the bullshit, man. It's not a good thing walking around living blind, you know. Especially if you ain't got to. So that's the badass million dollar idea that I came up with. Depending on how much these ho ass devices cost, could be a billion dollar idea. <laughs> you know, for the most part, everybody 
anybody you know really hates cops for whatever reason. You might have just ran into these motherfuckers out in the, out in the world. They might have locked up your mom, you know, your dad. Hell, you might have even got locked up for whatever reason. And you just, man, I don't know, you, you just got left with a bad taste in your mouth. It happens, right? So I got to thinking, what if one of these coppers, right? What if they were in trouble? What if they genuinely needed one of our help? Would you help them? Would I help them? That's a hell of a question, right? So I figured why not let's talk about this, you know? So if you want to join in on the discussion, of course on the podcast details I mentioned earlier, you got all these links, including the Patreon page link. <laughs> of course on there, my email's on there. Hubbo210 at AOL.com. You can send me questions. You can send me um, feedback. Hell, even if you want to do a shout out, fuck it, you know. I'm going to read all the emails. I'm going to try to respond to all of them. Also, uh, if you're on the Anchor Podcast app, you can do call-ins, people. That is a thing. So if you got any kind of um, any kind of questions, anything you want to say, anything you want played on air... Hell, I'll fucking play it on. I ain't scared, right? So, you can use that as well. I don't know about the other platforms like iTunes and... Uh, um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what the other ones are called. Because I know if you go to the uh, the link, anchor.com forward slash 41, it gives you like six different ways to listen. So, anyways, going back to what I'm saying, what if these hoe-ass pigs needed our help? Would you help them? Now, when it comes to me, I don't know. Honestly, it would depend on like my mood. Like I'm one of the few people on the planet that like stuff that I do depends on what type of mood I'm in at that particular point in time, you know? So they're beating the fuck out of these cops, you know? Maybe one of these dudes on their motorcycles got sideswiped by a car, you know? Or, I don't know, I can't even think of any other situation where a cop would be in trouble. Um, somebody just hit him over the head with a bat, I don't know. Would you help him? Like, ah, shit. I think for me, I'm more off to get some video footage of that shit posted on an IG or the Facebook. You know, just trying to get my followers up and whatnot. So, man, just got me thinking, though. I'm like, shit. You know, there's some people out there I noticed that they're all about supporting the, the folk in blue, you know? Ever since I got busted with that DWI, though, man, I'm kind of like on that train to fuck the police, you know? Like, fuck them. You know, even when they stand around me, I get a little bit nervous. I'm sure a lot of folks do, but I ain't got no reason to be, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't smoke weed. I ain't got shit on me, so I don't do no drugs. 
I may or may not be up to no good. I mean, fuck, I don't know. But <laughs> think about that. Tell me what you think. This show is interactive. Let's take a break. And little madman is back. Fire on the mic, right? <laughs> so, next topic. Everybody out there has a number. You know that number? All people that you slept with, that you betted. The number of sucias. The number of dudes, the number of people you just got down and did the dirty, dirty. Everybody's got one of those. Now, the thing you never want to do is, is ever bring this number up in a relationship. There's no way it ever ends well. There's no way it ever gets started in a positive manner. Now that's um, that's what you would call Pandora's box. If this box gets opened, it's sad to say, but a lot of you people out there don't. Y'all ain't strong enough to handle what's gonna happen after that box gets popped up, opened, you know? So don't do it, people. You know, um, society, Supposedly, the general consensus out there is that men are glorified by the number of females that they, uh, they're they able to get to drop their panties for, you know? So, considered pimps, players, whatever, right? I mean, hey... You got in the bitch's panties. That's awesome. People look up to you type of shit, so. Now you flip the switch. If a girl, if a female, gets down and dirty with a bunch of dudes, all of a sudden she's a hoe, she's a whore. (laughs) I don't get it. That just uh, seems to be the general consensus when it comes to that. You know, I think if a female is nice enough to drop the panties for you, why are you going to sit there and call her a hoe or call her something negative? Throw some of that trashy shit away, you know? I don't believe in that myself. I think we're all adults. If we both decide to do the dirty, dirty. No need for name calling. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm here to tell you though. If you share that number with the lady. I've done it before. <clears throat> they, they don't look at you as a pimp. They don't think you're cool. <laughs> you know, they don't. 
most of them don't even want to talk to you, fuck with you after that. You know what I'm saying? They're like, ooh, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know if that's happened to you and you, you've had a positive experience, go and, go and let me know because I'm going to tell you, it's never gone good. So, an idea, a thought that went through my head was, what if we got a, what if we had a binder full of everybody that we fuck with past present and then of course the future people get put in this book right this binder now you got like a little little headshot of them maybe a full body image and then like a little bio like a little short description of of who that person is like, how many people would love to have one of those? I know I would. Fucking be 100 years old or whatever. Looking back at this book. Going down memory lane. Shit. I'll be all about it. Man. Just looking back and being like, for real, I fuck with that person? Nah. <laughs> Or like, damn, grandpa hit that shit, you know what I mean? So, there you go, food for thought. So, every now and again, I come across these gems on the face of book, right? So, the other day I came across this video post. It's about this lifeless baby. So this, this woman is driving behind a cop. Somehow she gets the cop to stop. She runs up to, to the car and she's got this baby and it's lifeless. You know, I already got questions like, why the fuck is the baby lifeless? What happened to this baby? Now, the next thing you see there's a caption on the video and it says the cop performed life-saving maneuvers and automatically I'm thinking like what the fuck is that what's a life-saving maneuver is he giving the baby CPR does he have like a like some kind of needle where he's stabbing the baby giving it some type of shot some medication I mean Hell, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is that? So, the cop decides... I think I think what happened was he, he ran to the nearest hospital. No, wait, he got in the car. He drove to the nearest hospital with the, with the mom driving behind him. And then he runs... The next scene, he runs into the hospital. So, apparently... You know, he was able to make it to the hospital and get this, get this lifeless baby some help, right? So, the next scene, in case you was wondering, the baby's okay. Its eyes are open. But you see this cop holding the recovering baby, taking selfies. And I'm like, really? This baby's fucking recovering? This motherfucker's over here taking selfies. He's trying to take some 
some footage, some video, takes all pictures for his his Facebook. You know, he's trying to take these uh, these photos for his IG, trying to get his status up. Like this motherfucker, you know. I'm always wondering about them videos though, cause they they always show you like the video, then they show you like a picture, you know, like who's editing this shit. It kind of makes you wonder if it's even real. You know what I mean? Like people are put putting this shit out in the world on the internet, and uh, people are just kind of eating this shit up. They're like, ooh, you know, aww. All suspenseful about the fucking baby that's lifeless. So, I'm like, damn. This fucking lifeless baby. Who knows what happened to it. Fucking. It was at home. And the baby was sitting there eating some. Some spicy Cheetos. Some hot Cheetos. And it got to be too much for that baby. It became lifeless. It just kind of passed out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, just so many questions. Like, why the fuck is a baby lifeless? Why is a cop taking selfies with the recovering baby? Like, damn. It's just savage as fuck. Let's take a break. Be back talking about some more shit. So, we're back, everybody. It's a beautiful thing, right? Got a story time for everybody listening, all the listeners. So, everybody knows I donate plasma. It changes lives. You know, it saves a certain folk out there that need this. Blood jizz coming out of my arm. (laughs) Every time I go, never had a problem. You know, I show up. You know, I do my business and then get paid and I leave. So the other day, you know, it was just just another day. Just like every other time. You know, I I show up. I sell my my blood jizz, and I'm on my way, right, with my money. So it's uh, it's a hot bitch in Texas. Here recently, you know, you can you can feel the the difference between how it was before and how it is now. As before, it wasn't. Wasn't that bad. You know, the the temperature was mild. It was getting a little toasty, but nothing like that one day. That one day you can you can definitely tell the difference. It was it was that transitioning period between before and the start of summer, you know? 
I think that one day I actually went, I think it was about 90 outside the temperature. And man, it was a hot bitch outside. I was walking to the bus stop. You know, I could feel it. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's hotter than a motherfucker outside. So I'm standing there waiting on the bus. You know. Nothing too crazy. Then I start feeling my heart. It starts stomping just a little bit faster. And then I feel it beating real hard. Yeah, I got my phone in my hand. I'm at that bus stop. There's a pole right there. I'll reach for it. So I'm like, oh man, it's hot. My heart's beating really fast. And then I always got this iron grip on my phone. I felt like my hand just uh, became lifeless. Like that baby we just talked about. <laughs> you know, I dropped the phone. The uh, tunnel vision sets in. I start seeing these these white spots. You know, everything just starts narrowing down in my vision. You know, and... That tunnel gets smaller... And it just becomes black and blacker, you know? And then my legs give out. And I'm I'm standing like right there next to the, the street. It's about five o'clock, so you know it's busy. Now if I would have leaned forward. While I'm sitting here fainting, blacking out, whatever you want to call it. I would have got ran over. I would have died for sure. For sure, right? But somehow, I don't know why. You know, I tilted toward the bench where the bus stop's at. And I landed on my ass on the bench, you know? And when I landed, I just woke the fuck up. As soon as I landed, it was like instant, instantaneous. So, this is probably one of the scariest things that I've ever, I've ever experienced. I don't know why it happened, but yeah, my, my whole body went limp. I got tunnel vision. Basically, everything went black. If you never had your body go limp, go lifeless like that baby, it's a crazy feeling, people. Like, never once has that happened to me. Ever. So... I did some research and it turns out that it's a common thing when you when you donate plasma. Turns out a lot of people during donating 
and the afternoon, they faint. They just pass the fuck out. Never happened to me, though, ever. First time. So, now I'm, I'm taking precautions, you know? After I get done doing that, I get some water and, you know, I eat something. Because I don't want that shit to happen again. <laughs> that shit's crazy, man. Ooh. You definitely feel vulnerable when that happens. Like, I, I felt like a sense of vulnerability I've never felt before. I think that's why I scared the fuck out of me. Like, I didn't, I didn't cry about it. I was just like, hmm. And then after, like a little bit after, I was like, damn, that was badass. Like, the way your body, like, you just lose all feeling. You know, and you just, you fall. Like a domino that just got knocked over, you know? Like, my phone fell out of my hand. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know I opened my hand and it just fucking fell out. You know, I'm glad I was able to find this shit. I got the fucking type of phone that's got an external battery, so... You know, it hits the ground just like that. That battery... More than likely, it's gonna pop out. I was lucky though; it it didn't. Not this time. So yeah, I think I almost died though. I was kind of like that lifeless baby there for a moment. <laughs> oh man! So another thing. That some type of an idea, some type of doubt that just kind of passed through my head here recently. You know, there's there's so much shit going on in the world. You know, um, you know, we talked about that in the last episode about the NASA crazy spending. They get so much money to do nothing with to kind of just blow it down the fucking hole. So to speak, right? You know, there's people here that are homeless. There's people here that, that don't eat because they they can't. There's people that don't have any jobs. There's people don't have anywhere to go. Man, it's just man, so much crap going on. And it's just kind of like the simple stuff we feel like I feel like we should already have squared away, you know, as as a society, as a nation. And I was thinking like, you know, there should be like a happy medium between capitalism and communism. You know, capitalism, you know, everybody's afforded the opportunity to to strive on your own merit, you know? Like you, you can go out and build a business and then you know, work it up from there and, you know, kind of run it your own way. And hey, if it succeeds, it succeeds. If it fails, it fails, right? But you do it your own way. And communism, you know, everybody gets paid the same. Everybody gets, everybody puts in their, does their part, you know, as a society for the common good. 
You know, nobody's struggling. Nobody's left without. It, it gets a bad rap, you know, since no matter how difficult or how mundane your job may or may not be, you're going to get the same as your neighbor, the same as that person down the street, the same as everybody else, right? Everybody does their part and everybody gets their equal share. So what I was thinking was if you could have some some way, somehow, can have a happy medium between capitalism and communism, I think it would be a better world. Now, everybody gets gets a house, everybody gets food, everybody gets their equal share of everything. But the way that it differs though is if you're able to succeed on a different level than everybody else, then you can get more money, you can get a better place, you can get this and that. You know what I mean? I know what you're thinking though. You have that already. But you don't because there are homeless people out there. There are people that are starving right now as I speak. I say let's fix all this shit, man. You know what I mean? Like what's keeping us from doing this? You know, maybe maybe this is a bullshit idea, but then again, maybe it's not. Call in, email me, tell me what you think. How do you think we can fix this problem? Because I see it every day. This problem is, is out there. It's live and breathing. People are hungry. People don't have nowhere to go. So, let's fix it. That's what I think. Let's figure out a way as a community to not that not let this problem keep going. Not a, let it get out of control even more than it already has been, you know? Let's make sure everybody's got a house, everybody's got food. Just the simple basic shit everybody should be afforded, you know? One thing I did leave out too is medical care. <clears throat> you know, communism gets a bad rap, but Everybody gets medical care, you know? You know, here in the U.S., you know, they had that um, that Obamacare thing that was passed, that law where everybody had to get some type of health care. But it was, uh, it was expensive as fuck. You know, the only people that get Medicaid, you know, that free medical service is... Uh, for the most part, I met some people that say they don't, but for the most part, kids and single moms, that type of shit, single people, people that don't have kids, people that they are females and males, there are one people households, like we don't get any of that stuff, it's crazy, like there's just so much, so much crap that we don't get because we don't have kids, it's like it's like you get penalized for not having children, for not producing, like, not contributing to the overpopulated world. So it's like, what the fuck? So you have that happy medium. Everybody gets health care. They get food. They get shelter. 
And then people that do a little bit extra, a little bit above and beyond, they get more shit. I mean, what's wrong with that, right? But even if that's not the way to go, shit, let's figure it out. What's keeping us from doing that? Let's fix this whole ass problem. Everybody gets medical care, a place to stay, food. I don't know about you, but that sounds fucking beautiful. Let's take a break. (laughs) Come back, talk about some more shit. That hobo with a Southern Twain show is back. <laughs> so, how many how many people are there? Readers I like to read them books. You know, one of the things that I've heard several times over the years, you know, has been if you don't read, how could you ever be smart? Supposedly the only way you can ever, you know, be a knowledgeable person is if you read. I don't think that's true. I think you can learn by going out and experiencing life. You can learn by fucking trial and error, you know, there's that. I think you can, you can also learn the hard way by Just going around fucking shit up and then, you know, dealing with them consequences, you know? So, anyways, for all them readers out there, how many of you guys or lady folks out there have read that book? It's written by Dale Carnegie, How to Make Friends and Influence People. Now, that's a crazy book. If you don't know anything about this book, um, I would say for the most part, it's it's pretty much geared toward people who who suck at life, <laughs> like undercover. You know what I mean? Like like the book isn't like, hey bitch, like you suck at life. Come read me. It's written by this guy named Dale Carnegie back in the uh, I want to say forties or fifties, and. The way I I hear about this book, though, it's like uh, I would say it's 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 for the anti-social people, the people that they struggle with making friends and you know social interaction. Like if you can't approach people, if you can't strike up a conversation, if you're not you're not gifted in that area. You're just like sitting there and you're staring at somebody for 20 minutes and you're like, I want to talk to them, but I am so fucking scared. I'm going to wet myself. <laughs> this book might might be for you. So the way I came about hearing about this, this book is, um, what was it? Yeah, there's a... There's a documentary I came across when I used to live in Dallas. It's on Charles Manson. So the way the story gets gets told 
is Charles Manson used this book to do what he did. You know, to get these people to follow him. Like, I, I don't remember too much about him. I know, I know I watched a couple videos on him, but man, my memory is so fucked. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I struggle to remember the the simplest shit, you know? Like, people get pissed off because I ask them the same question over and over. Now, I don't know if it's because uh, I just have a bad memory or because I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not really sure why. Like, it's something I've always struggled with, like, recently. I don't remember struggling with... uh, with my memory when I was, when I was a kid, but it might have been just a lifestyle, though, the booze and partying and shit, I mean, I don't know, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I watched a documentary on YouTube on Charles Manson, you know, he's got, he's got some good liners, too, like, uh, that might have been where I got my, some of my influence to go with that hobo with a southern twang. He's got this, um, this part where he's getting interviewed and he talks about, he does, he actually does these faces, these fucking, these kooky faces. And then he stops and then, cause they asked him, they were like, who are you? And then he does these faces, right? Like the guy, I don't know, man. He's so, he's so fucking smart, like in, in my eyes, you know? But he does these faces and then he's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a hobo. I'm a, he's like something like, I'm a razor blade. If you get too close, I'll cut you. And then he says something like he's a jug of wine. And then he says like all sorts of other shit. And like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but like it was fucking gangster. It's one of the most memorable things that's ever happened. Like on TV, in my opinion. It's so memorable, I don't even fucking remember how it goes. But that was kind of like the gist of it. And that that was a part in that, that fucking documentary. But when they ask him, you know, how, how he got started fucking with his cult and, you know, getting people to, to follow him and shit. Like, he would just read this fucking book like a manual. Like, it sounded like he literally walked up to folks and was like, hey, bitch, like, you want to be in my cult? <laughs> you know what I mean? People just started following him. It's crazy. Um, so I picked up this fucking book on Amazon I can't even remember how much it was. It was like some some ridiculously low price. I felt like I had a coupon. It was so fucking cheap. It was like two fifty or something like that. I've had it for man probably four years now, and I still have not fucking read it. I, I guess the reason that I picked it up was because I feel like I've been gifted with the gift of gab. You know, I can I can literally strike a strike up a. Can't even fucking talk right now. <laughs> I just woke up like uh, half an half an hour ago, forty five minutes. So just got showered, and I guess I'm still trying to wake up. Shit. So bear with me. 
my uh my mouth is not cut up with me yet but i can literally strike up a conversation with pretty much anybody you know it doesn't doesn't even matter what walk of life they're from like i can just get people to talk and if i can't get you to talk you know i'll just fucking run my mouth a little bit and then your ass will talk to me i don't know what it is it's just like i can um I can talk to a lot of people and I can get them to do a lot of shit. There are some, some times though, I do come across people where I'm just like, uh, I'm just in awe at the puzzle that's presented in front of me. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes you just come across that one individual that no matter how good your superpowers may be, you know, they're kind of like your kryptonite, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it does not happen the way you want it to go down, so. Anyways, back to the book. So, I am, my plans are to eventually read this book so I can add it to my, uh, <clears throat> my toolbox, so to speak. You know, kind of like hone my skills a little bit, you know? So, I'm not, I'm not a reader at all. You know, one thing I always tell people is like, Fuck, man. Fuck reading. I'm gonna just wait till the fucking movie comes out, you know? Like, that bitch will drop soon enough, right? I mean, hell, that movie Rampage about the fucking video game where the gorilla is fighting a dinosaur. Like, that shit I just barely dropped, you know? Like, 20 years later, so... Eventually, whatever bookies out there, they'll get, uh, they'll run out of shit to fucking make movies of, you know? And they'll be going around scouring for ideas, and then... They'll make a movie about your book that you are interested in. You know, a couple other books that uh, that I I have been interested in the past, but have really never read. I think it was more like the cover art and then just kind of like looking at it and being like, ooh, that's interesting. I used to work at this bookstore and like that, that book Wicked is always... It's always like called my attention from across the room. Like I see the cover art for it and I'm like, whoa. You know, I don't even know really what it's about. I think it's like the good witch and the bad witch from the Wizard of Oz. I think they're, uh, it's kind of like a bitch movie, but you know, like in the book, you know what I mean? Like kind of, I guess it would be something like And there's also um, a play as well. You know, I've been wanting to see it, but I I think it's really expensive. And then I don't want to be disappointed. Like I might show up and watch it. And I'll be like, oh man, kind of like uh, that other book. Um, the Da Vinci Code. Um, that was That was another book that I saw. And this was about 2006, maybe. So that was a while back. And I saw that book and I was like, man, that looks so cool. And then the other, uh, the other book, I think it's the same thing. The Da Vinci Code and it's like, uh, like Hells and Demons or some shit. It's called Angels and Demons. I don't even fucking remember. But like I read that on the cover and I was like, whoa. 
I don't know what this book is about, but like it seems pretty fucking awesome already, you know? And then the movie drops and I was so excited and then I watched it and I'm like, really? <laughs> like it was, it was not what I imagined and I was like so sad, you guys. So, yeah. So, taking a short break, and when we get back, it's that time. knows what that sound means it's the end of the show don't cry about it so I think the point I was trying to make in the last segment was like it doesn't matter if you fucking read a book or not like that doesn't define if you're a smart person I think in my opinion as long as you Put your brain out to your mind. You let it you let it open up and be free and take up what kind of knowledge you can, you know, around you in your surroundings. I mean you're bound to pick up something. I mean I might have read maybe forcefully. Um <laughs> uh, maybe ten books in my life, you know? So, I would think I'm not a stupid person. I think a lot of people out there find me be, to be rather intelligent. And I know a lot of shit about nothing. So, there you go, right? I feel like even if you don't know anything about a conversation or what's going on like if you don't know what you're doing sometimes fake it till you make it works but sometimes just being able to talk helps you out helps you out a lot as well so there you go people don't read a book unless you have to but yeah I'll, I'll tell you guys how um how the Dale Carnegie how to make friends and influence people book goes you know what I've heard of other people doing this and maybe I can do an episode on it you know since this is a book that I'm interested in it's probably the only book I'm interested in you know I'm lying right now because there's another book out there and I'm gonna put it out there on the internet right now because I'll forget that Tank Abbott book Bar Brawler I'm interested in that book too. Just because I heard he's racist and kind of gay in it. So. I'm like. I need to read that. You know. Like I want the movie to come out though. I don't want to fucking read it. But I guess if I have to. Then I guess I, I might. I might. So. It'll probably be in four years. I don't know. So. Might be able to just. Uh, do an episode on the, the book. You know. 
I'll set a date, and then whenever that time comes, I'll talk about it, and maybe you guys can send me emails. If there's if there's anybody that actually reads that book, I mean, who fucking knows, right? Who knows if you can get the same copy? I think it's be uh, it's been re-released in several different editions, a handful of times. So I don't I don't know. I have to have to look at my copy and see which edition it is. But I can't believe I'm saying that I'm actually excited about reading the book now. That's crazy. Cause I don't want to read anything. Like, I have this gamer magazine that comes in the mail. I don't even read that. I just look at the pictures. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so crazy. You know, um, going back to the stand-up comedy thing, um, I was actually in the shower, and I came up with this bit about, like, it's kind of loosely based on on that movie... I don't know if it's Batman versus Superman or the other way around, but it's based off of them, you know? And I thought it was kind of funny. Like, I'm trying to remember what it is. Like, I don't know, man. Like, my creative juices just happen sporadically and in times when I'm not even ready, you know? Like, I'm sitting there, like, in the shower. There's no way I could have a pen and paper ready or anything that I can jot it down what I'm thinking at that moment, you know? Like, why can't it happen when I'm not really doing anything and I'm more prepared? It's so nuts, because you can sit there and you can have a pen and paper ready for whatever you're trying to do, right? Music, you know, write, I don't know, write a story or whatever, whatever that, that takes some creativity. Like, it, it may or may not come to you. I think for me, it's more like a 50-50 type of thing. Because there's sometimes where I think about shit all day. Trying to, you know, trying to focus on this one thing and it's nothing. It happens in like the last 30 minutes or the last 20 minutes. And I get a whole bunch of shit on what I was trying to get. That's like, damn, I spent hours and hours on this shit and this is when it happens. But anyways, um, we talked about a lot of shit today. So head over to the Patreon page. Um, support me, please. I think even if I, even if I just get a dollar, like, I'm fucking happy. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about people appreciating what you do that, that's beautiful. So, hopefully you guys help a motherfucker out, and, man, I'm excited on what's to come. This is, this is a really good time for me right now. I feel good about this. Ah, so it's that hobo with his Southern Twain show. That motherfucker with the million dollar voice. Joe Madness. I'm out, bitches. <laughs>